segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host nathan and we're here with terry and our hockey expert james kumar so this week we have a bit of a special episode because um the games for the nhl have been postponed until december 27th so um instead of doing the regular recap we're gonna go over some of the the world junior um hockey league championship teams and then we'll talk about some pickups for you guys and then we'll preview uh, December 27th's games yeah sounds good all right so for the world's uh juniors I guess we'll we'll go um group by group um you guys can talk about um a notable player from each team and how well you think each uh I guess country will do in each group and I guess we'll start with the first letter of the al- alphabet group A and James, who you got. Okay, so I'll start with the first team, uh, Team Canada. Obviously, they're, they're the most uh, loaded team uh, in this uh, World Junior Championship. Uh, they're projected to win gold. Whether that happens or not, we'll have to see. Um, I guess one player I can talk about is uh, Connor Bedard, and he's I think he's the youngest player uh, selected into the world junior since Connor McDavid and uh, not a lot of 16 year old players are selected. So he's a very special player. I think in the under 15 tournament last year, he had like 14 points in seven games, something like insane like that. Like he's really talented. He's tearing it up in the OHL. Um, Yeah. He's just a special player overall. Uh, He's probably the main guy I want to see in this tournament, you know, really do well at at such a young age. And um, I guess, or I think Canada's going to finish. It's pretty much gold or bust for this team. All right. And uh, Terry, who's uh, your first team? Uh, the first team I want to look at, let's get one of those poor European teams out of the way first. Uh, first country of mine comes is Switzerland. And the guy that I got in mind is Leanne Bachel, something like that. I'm telling you right now, this episode is going to be a brown guy just butchering European names. But let me just be honest with you, boys. The Switzerland team doesn't stand a chance unless the second coming of Martin Gerber is in net. And, I mean, the only bright spot on this team right now is probably at defense with this kid uh, on the blue one. And he is kind of projected to be like a late first round, early second round pick. But I'm telling you, these kids from 04 are built like bricks houses. Dudes around 6'5", 215. And for a big man that can, you know, that plays hockey, he can skate pretty well from what everyone's been saying. That's considered a scout. Uh, they also say that his two-way game is considered underrated. Um, the reason why I give those underrated quotes is other scouts believe that he needs some work. So being in this Group B division that is pretty stacked with teams like Russia, U.S., and Sweden, it will help with development. And uh, going back to you, James, who do you have? Uh, Terry, I have a question for you first. I guess, where do you think Swiss will finish? Switzerland? Honestly, at the bottom of the division, to be honest with you. I honestly don't think I can name a single guy after the show that's, you know, projected to be in the NHL or is an NHL. 
So fifth in their division, probably 10th overall between groups A and B. So yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I think maybe not 10th overall because I have another team here. We'll get back to group A. I'll just jump to them. Might as well talk about them. This team is going to finish 10th for sure, and it's Austria. And no disrespect to the Austrian squad. Uh, there's a there's a lot of decent players on that team, but just in terms of talent, they're not matching up against a lot of these other teams. Like, I feel like uh, like Switzerland's in, like, Group B. I feel like that they still have a, a decent chance of pulling out an upset. Austria is probably not going to win a game in this tournament. They haven't won a game in this tournament going back years, so... Uh, it's going to be tough for them. I'll talk about Marco Casper. Um, he's a 2022 mid-round pick projected. Um, I believe he played in the World Juniors last year for the Austrian team, and he had one assist in four games. Um, I think they only scored one goal in that tournament, so I, he assisted on that goal. So, um, yeah, it is pretty rough for this Austria team. Um, yeah, they're not going to make it outside of the group stage most likely, and if you're saying Swiss is going to finish at the bottom of Group B, these guys are finishing at the bottom of Group A. So I'll get it back to you. All right, Jerry. So I guess who do you have for the next team? Yeah, next team I had in mind was Slovakia with Semyon Nemchik. I mean, a couple of young draft-eligible guys, but I went with him. Apparently, he's from, like, a extra legal league in Slovakia. The team's called, like, MK Nitro, something like that. They're doing pretty good from what I saw from the standings. I believe they were, like, third or fourth in the league. Um, apparently, he's projected to be, like, top five in the NHL draft as well. I think he was in the recent mock draft I did see. It was Seattle Kraken. So, hey, they need some defensive help. Might as well pick up this kid since he's, like, a defensive right-handed shot, something like that. In this past season, he had like 13 points on in 22 games played in his native league. Uh, he only had four assists last year in five games played at the juniors, and he's looking to add on to that this year as he is playing with someone on the top line of Slovakia that is in the Columbus Blue Jackets organization. A lot of scouts think of him as an offensive defenseman, and they talk a lot about him being great, a great puck passer or something like that. And he manages to make those smart decisions in the offensive zone as well in transition. And to see where Slovakia ends up, I would say fourth in their respective group. But I would say maybe seventh in the whole tournament. I don't know what James thinks about that, but hey, back to you guys. All right, James, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think seventh, somewhere around there, sixth, seventh, eighth. That's probably where Slovakia finishes. But yeah, getting back to Group A, um, we'll talk about Finland now. Um, uh, and I guess the player I'll talk about is Brad Lambert. Uh, he's the most. He has the most non-Finnish name. His name is uh, very uh, North American, uh, to say the least. So uh, Brad Lambert is uh, he's a projected top ten draft pick in twenty twenty two. Um, I believe he was on the team last year as well. Um, and yeah, I think this Finland team, uh, they have a great shot at getting a medal this year. They're probably the second best team in the in Group A behind Canada. Uh, they're probably going to end up in like a quarterfinal or semifinal matchup against a really like tough team. Um, I, I guess that uh, my guess is going to be uh, they'll make it to the quarterfinals and depending on who they face is going to depend on whether they have a chance for a medal or not. Uh, they have a good team, but 
uh, if they end up facing one of the the top four like squads, whether it's like Canada, US, Russia, or Sweden, I think it's going to be more difficult. So I'd say fourth or fifth is probably my projection for Finland this year. Right. And uh, Terry, uh, what are your thoughts on your group so far? Kind of tired of talking about European players, so let me get a North American name out of the way. Uh, USA's Logan Cooley. He's a forward, probably around 17 years old, something like that. If it wasn't for Matty Bernier's, I believe his name is, this kid would be running the first time for the USA team in Red Deer in 2022. Uh, Scouts are saying he's a reliable two-way forward with a lot of upside to his game as he's already clocked 30 points, 14 of those being goals, and 20 games played with the U.S. National Development Program. Scouts also project him as a top five pick in this upcoming draft, I believe top three, if anything, and the most recent projection for him was, I believe, Ottawa. For the U.S. and where they might be, you know, uh, ranking at the end of this tournament, of course, there will be fighting for a medal. But the question is, will this team be as, how should I say, polished compared to last year's team? Just to answer that question, it's no, because a lot of their guys already graduated and are either in the NHL right now or some other question or reason. So I want to say they probably finished fourth in the, what's the thing called, the whole tournament but probably maybe I want to say second or third, depending on who they play in round robin for their group. Yeah, it's usually a toss up between Canada, US, Russia, and Sweden, but I guess we'll, we'll see where the US ends up. And uh, for you, James, who is your next guy? Okay, so I'll talk about the Czech team next. Um, I guess this team does have quite a bit of talent. Um, not as much as obviously like the bigger uh, level teams, but uh, they have decent players. Uh, the guy I'll talk about is uh, Yen uh, Misak from uh, the Montreal Canadiens. I believe they drafted him this past season. Uh, he's probably the best scorer on this Czech team. Uh, I guess just when I was just going through the roster, um, he is currently playing in the OHL at the moment. Uh, I believe he plays for the Hamilton Bulldogs. And he has 17 goals in 24 games. So I'd say he's probably going to be their best goal scorer. And um, this team, uh, I guess where I'm sort of projecting them to finish, um, they should be able to get out of the, um, I guess, round robin in a sense, because I really believe that Austria is going to finish last in the group. And then once they get to the quarterfinals, um, it's honestly, they're going to have to pull out a miracle because they're probably going to be facing a team like Russia or the Americans and yeah, yeah, it's going to be really tough for them. So probably you said Slovakia was around like seventh for you. I'd probably say like Czechs might be like six or seven. So like right around there. All right. And uh, for you, Terry, who's your next guy? Uh, let's get the 12 rounds out of the way. Uh, William Eklund forward, probably around 18 years old. So the idea for me when it came to this list was find guys that are first time eligible for the draft, but the Swedes don't really have that. They have a really developed team and I might as well go with their best guy, William Eklund. Uh, where do I even start? Unfortunately, he didn't play last year because I believe he had COVID. So this will be his first time around. 
he was drafted by the San Jose Sharks last year. I'm not sure if it was eighth, ninth overall, but yeah, had a small sample size in the NHL, had five points in nine games, and currently is on loan to his native SHL team. Um, outside of that, scouts usually claim him as a guy that can have high hockey IQ. I don't really know what that means, but James can probably explain it way better than I could. And he's a person that's always like that first guy in the gym and the last guy out. So if you need to lead a team, this is your guy for Sweden. And to see where these guys uh, place, <laughs> my bad, Nathan. Uh, honestly, I see them either silver or gold. Gold, to be honest with you, they're probably the most, I would say, experienced squad out of all these teams. Probably not as experienced as Canada because, hey, Canada's Canada. And I would see them maybe second in their group at the end of this tournament. And probably, yeah, I just said silver or gold, but that's all I got to say for Sweden. All right. And uh, James, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I guess getting to my last team uh, from Group A, I have Germany here. I believe uh, they finished sixth last year, which is one of the best finishes they've ever had in World Juniors, as they're not known for developing a lot of uh, young prospects. Um, I think that was mainly because of that first line that they had. Um, it was like, I think, Tim Stutzel, uh, yeah. Lucas Reichel, and the guy from Buffalo. He has a long name. I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but I think it's Paderka or something. But yeah, um, that line was just insane for them. Uh, there is one like top score that is left from that team. It's uh, Florian Elias. Uh, he was um, one of their better players last year. I believe he went undrafted last year, which is pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, he had nine points in five games in the World Juniors last year. Um, Germany, they finished in sixth, um, meaning that they were able to upset some teams uh, going through. So um, I don't think they'll finish that high. I think maybe an eighth place finish is probably in their range considering they should be better than austria which means they'll get out of the round robin stage but they'll probably lose all their games there because i think most of the teams are better than them i guess outside uh switzerland but there's a chance they don't even make it to the the knockout stage either so yeah maybe around seventh or eighth is my projection for germany all right and i guess terry who do you have for your last guy so for Russia, I had a goalie, but let me quickly talk about one dude that's making his debut. I believe his name's like Michev, Michkov, something like that, of uh, 2023 draft eligible. Um, he's been lighting up the Russian league, that's for sure. Breaking records in the MHL that were held by guys like Alexander Ovechkin, and apparently he's been sm smoking that junior league down in Russia as well at 28 points in 11 games. I'll just... I just wanted to talk about him because James brought up Connor Bernard. Um, the main guy I wanted to talk about was Yaroslav Arkasov, goalie, third time back at the World Juniors. So, you know, he's probably going to be looking to have one of those elite performances as a lot of the scouts have been claiming he should have. Even though the majority of the time when he does show up to the World Juniors, he's been putting up pedestrian or mediocre numbers. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it. I'm just quoting what people I see on TSN be saying. So outside of that, I mean, it's your final year. Your plan is redemption. And just leading the subpar defense in Russia to a possible podium finish, whether it be 
I want to see. I want to say silver or bronze, but you know, who knows? They might upset the team and win uh, gold. But outside that's that's all I have to say for their goalie. Where they finish in, I believe, their group probably be placement would be, I want to say one. That might be a little bit bold, especially with the defense and where they finish overall, maybe third or fourth. The top four is always hard to predict just because you don't know, you know, who's going to get hot, who's not. And that's all I got to say, man. Yeah, I wonder if Russia is going to end up being like um, Colorado with like a really crazy offense and then they'll hope to try to outgun other teams. But they they have Sweden and USA in their group, so that's going to be pretty tough to do. But yeah, I guess do you guys have any final thoughts about the groups? I think maybe just oh Terry, were you gonna say something? Uh, say what you gotta say, man. Okay, well, I was just I was just gonna say that uh, I guess in determining like who's gonna medal, I feel like um, I did say Canada is gonna be like gold or bust, so I'd probably put them as like my gold medal team. Uh, then for silver, I feel like for me it's between like either U.S. or Sweden, just because of like the depth of the teams. I feel like they're they're the next two deepest teams. So whichever team doesn't make it to the gold medal game, I feel like we'll get the bronze medal most likely. So I think that's like my top three. And then like outside of that, yeah, like Canada is probably just the deepest team in my opinion. But yeah, that's pretty much my last thoughts. I guess, Terry, what about you? Honestly, I got I don't really have that many last thoughts besides um, whoever has to play that third team in Group B is going to have a rough night in the quarterfinal matchup. Because, I mean, when you look at Group B right now, you see those first three teams and it's like, my goodness, like, we ain't going to have a break, especially if it, you know, because realistically, you're not going to have, what, Slovakia being that third place team. And then Switzerland might have an upset, but outside of that, they're not going to make, you get my point, right? They're not going to really make enough noise. Outside of that, the only time I usually cheer for a belief is during the World Juniors or the Olympics. So, hey, that's all I got to say. Yeah, I feel like they stacked Groupie a little bit um, too much. I think I feel like Can- uh, Canada is kind of like the clear... I feel like Canada is clearly the best team in Group A. And then there's like a lot of teams that are kind of like in the middle. And then in Group B, there's like a bunch of killers and then you have like two teams that are like would theoretically also be in the middle but because they're with three of the best teams in the entire world they're pretty much going to have horrible records just because of that yeah i agree yeah and i guess that kind of concludes the uh um the world juniors portion of the segment so i guess we'll go on to the pickups now and i guess as usual um we'll start with you terry who do you have for forwards so for forwards i got probably maybe one or two repeats from last week there isn't that much action in the nhl going on so uh you just for me i'm just going off of like who's on power plays and who's on line one to see if you can sneak in like a couple good shots and maybe one or two uh helpers or goals First guy, guys, Eli Tolfanarin. 
uh, power play one in Nashville as well as he's playing on that second line. So he's only 24% owned. So just in case you need to stream some shots at the start of the week or at the end of the week, he's one of your guys there. Um, next guy I got, Andreas Kast. This wise guy is still on the first line for the Leafs. So, I mean, it's good enough for me, especially when it comes to fantasy. He gets some brownie points for being on power play one as well in the heart of Mediaville in Toronto. So hold on to him until guys like Marner, Tavares, and all those guys get back from protocols or get off their injuries. But last guy I got to go with is Tim Stutzla. He's 39% owned on power play one with Keith Kachuk's next to Kim Brady and Josh Norris. So outside of that, I mean, brownie points for him being on a power play unit. He's on second line down in Senatorville. So, I mean, I'll take any talent that's on a power play at this moment, especially on a depressing Senators team. And one last thing, Andreas Cass still 28% owned, so still under 30%. All right. And uh, James, who do you got? Yeah, so it sounds like a pretty good Senators power play unit. Uh, got Stutzel and uh, uh, Batherson, Norris, Kachak, Shabbat. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll get to my forwards. I have a couple guys from Pittsburgh here because they've really been trending up lately. Uh, Jeff Carter's almost 50% rostered. He plays center and right wing. So you definitely want to jump on him as soon as you can. Um, he's been getting over three shots per game um, for the, for, I'd say like four out of his like past six games. So it's been really solid. I think he's thrown in like an average of one hit per game in his last six as well. So he's getting hits. Um, his plus minus is really solid during that span. It's been like a plus four and he's chipping in points. So if you need that, go pick up Jeff Carter. I have Casper Kapanen also from the Penguins, left wing, right wing eligible, around 25% rostered. He's been bumped up to a line with Sidney Crosby and Evan Rodriguez. Uh, as Jake Gensel's been out. So, um, yeah, if you if you want that top-line exposure with a guy like Sidney Crosby, which is always nice, he's elevated a lot of players during his career, um, you might want to be able to ride that out with uh, picking up a guy like Kasperi Kapanen. And then uh, one other guy I have is Alex Tuck from the Buffalo Sabres. Um, he is the, the main piece that came over in the Jack Eichel trade. Um, he's now healthy to play for the Buffalo Sabres. Um, I just picked him up in one of my leagues today. Um, he's, he was just like really solid overall, um, in his last season. Um, I believe he had like what, um, 18 goals, 15 assists. He was plus 16. Obviously that was with Vegas, but you get the point. Um, 142 shots and 52 hits that was in like, what, uh, what was it like a 56 game season last year? Maybe he didn't even play all 56 games. So, um, yeah, if you're get, averaging around a hit per game, and you're getting like three shots a game on average, like that's really solid in my opinion. So yeah, go pick up Alex Tuck. He's probably like a, a top three talent on this Buffalo team. And he's probably going to be their best scorer. For sure. And uh, I guess for forwards, I guess the first one is Anthony Sorelli. 48% rostered. Not really sure why he's not 50% rostered yet, but he most likely uh, will be um, by Monday. And stats, nine goals, nine assists, plus four, 58 shots. Gets a couple of hits here and there, but he's mostly um, really good all-around forward for um, most categories, pretty much. So if you're in a shallow league, you're probably going to want to look in your waiver wire right now and try to pick him up before someone else does. 
And I guess for my next forward, it's a Washington forward, uh, Garnet Athley. Um, another pretty good, a well-rounded forward, seven goals, three assists, 55 shots, and he's plus nine. So he can help you out in pretty much um, any category. And he's tw only 24% rostered. He should be in most waivers. So he's definitely someone that you can go and uh, pick up. And I guess my last forward is going to be Tanner, uh, Tanner Janot from Nashville. He has eight goals, nine assists. He's plus two, 47 shots. So outside of like maybe plus minus, he can help you on pretty much any other category. And he's not going to hurt you um, with, I guess, plus two either. So again, another um, forward that should be available in most um, leagues. And then I guess we can move to defense. And uh, Terry, who are some defensemen you think people can pick up? Couple defensemen I have in mind. If you're looking for block shots, something like that, I go with Tyler Myers out of Vancouver, only 19% owned. I mean, he's on penalty kill one, and he's on that first line pairing. Uh, I forgot who he's paired up with. Not I think it's Quinn Hughes. I, th I think Hughes? it's Quinn Hughes. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, as you know me, I'm just a brown guy that barely watches hockey, so I'm just filling out for you guys here. Uh, Penalty kill one, as I said, pairing one. You're going to see a lot of minutes for this guy. And if your league does hold block shots, I feel like he's a pickup-worthy type of guy. Next guy I have is Noah Dobson, 18% owned. He is on power play one for this New York Islanders squad. Not a thousand percent sure who else is on this uh, power play unit, so I'm not sure who he's quarterbacking for. He is on pairing three, though, so he's not going to see a lot of ice time. But hopefully, I'm assuming he's going to see a lot more block shots, if anything. So those are my two defensemen. Back to you, Nick. All right. And uh, James, who do you got for defense? Yeah, first, I have Alex Goligoski. Um, I think he's gotten all the way up to over 40% rostered at this point for Minnesota. Um, he's been getting like at least one assist in his past like three games, four out of his past five games. And I mean, he's been chipping in like his plus minus has been plus two over those five games. He's even playing power play time now, which is uh, really uh, good for him. Uh, he's getting shots on goal like at least every game. He's averaging at least a hit per game. I think his last two games, he had two hits each game. So this is a guy that's chipping in for every category for you. I mean, you could even pick him up and have him as your like fifth or sixth defenseman on your team. And he's going to be really solid overall. So yeah, definitely take a look at Alex Goligoski. And then I have Matt Roy from the LA Kings. He's only around 15% rostered, um, but he has been playing well. I think in his last game, he had two assists. He was a plus three, three shots, three hits. So, I mean, he's really producing. Um, we don't know when Alex uh, Edler or uh, Drew Doughty is going to be coming back. So, until then, just keep rolling this guy out. Um, yeah, he's getting shots and he's getting hits. That's where his main value is coming from. And, I mean, he's had four assists in his last four games. So, might as well ride it out while he's playing uh, really well. For sure. And I guess for um, my defenseman, I guess – the first one would be um, Nick Jensen from Washington, um, mainly just because his plus minus has been really crazy at plus 20. So if you really need some plus minus, he's definitely a defenseman you'd want to look, look to for that. And he can also help you out in both um, assists. He get, has about seven and he has 43 shots. So he can definitely help you out there. He gets a 
decent amount of um, hits as well, but he doesn't get the most. I think his uh, biggest draw is the plus minus. So if you're really in need of that, um, you can definitely look at Nick Jensen. And I guess my next defenseman would be Hampus Lindholm from Anaheim. Um, he's mostly an offensive defenseman. I think he has 70 shots, five goals, eight assists, and he's plus eight. So if you uh, need some, I guess, off, um, offensive help, then I guess on the defensive end, then he's definitely, I guess, the defender that you can pick up. And I feel like he has a ton of value in deeper leagues since he's 10% rostered. If you're in a shallow league, you probably don't need to pick him up all that much. Maybe just put him on a watch list and then kind of see how the season play, plays out. And if he, I guess, continues on his upward trend, maybe you can pick him up then, but maybe not now. And then for goalies, uh, we'll start with you, Terry. Who do you got for goalies? Scott, or the only guy I have in mind for once is that guy that I was talking about last week that I couldn't pronounce, Anton Forsberg of the Ottawa Senators. I mean, all of his past starts, he's been pretty good. Had 926 save percentage against Tampa Bay, 943 against Florida, 1,000 against Tampa Bay again. And then against New Jersey, 917. Unfortunately, against uh, Colorado, 839. And then with Carolina, he had 959. So if you're in one of those deeper leagues that have like 14 teams, go pick them up. If he's in your shallower leagues, put a watch, put that little star beside his name on the watch list. But outside of that, that's all I got to say. All right, then James, what do you got? Yeah, so the player I have, I know this might be a little bit of a reach, but I have Tuka Rask uh, for the Boston Bruins. Obviously, he's a unrestricted free agent. He's coming back from hip surgery. Um, but I, I feel like Boston's going to be signing him in the upcoming weeks. So if you want to get ahead of the curve and you want to pick up a goalie that does have the chance to be a starter, um, especially as Boston trying to make a push towards the playoffs, maybe go take a look at, uh, at Tuka Rask. Like, I mean, he's only like, what, 25% rostered. And um, yeah, so it's worth a shot, especially if you're in a deep league and you need goaltending help. Uh, maybe go pick up Tuka Rask if you have extra bench spots to him at the end of your bench um, and whatever. And, and yeah, I might turn out for you. Well, I mean, if you got a, got a reach, I have, um, I guess, a little bit of a bigger reach. I guess I'll just um, go out there and say maybe Thomas Grice. Only reason why I'm thinking you could pick him up is he's healthy. That's pretty much the only only reason. Other than that, maybe I was thinking Anthony Stollers or Char maybe Charlie Lindgren, but yeah, that's pretty much it uh, for goalies. And that about um, finishes the pickups um, for this week. And I guess we can move on to the preview and. Preview is going to be for December 27th, which I think is this Monday. Um, first game is going to be Pittsburgh and Boston. We'll start with you, Terry. Who do you think can take this game? Honestly, I got to go with Pittsburgh on this. You have said the kid. You have a decent first line. Um, Sabres are probably like fighting between the Bruins and Sundays around the bottom of the Atlantic right now. So honestly, I got to go with you know, that more legendary team, plus they're on a seven-game winning streak. So give me Pitt. All right. And James, who you got? 
Yeah, honestly, these teams are going in opposite directions at this point. Pittsburgh's like really surging right now. Boston's kind of slipping. Um, yeah, the, the most logical answer is to go with uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins, but obviously with a pause like this, it could sort of jar teams' momentum. So um, there is a chance Boston does win this being at home, but I think just from a first-look perspective, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have the New York Islanders versus the Buffalo Sabres. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup, but I guess we'll start with you, James, this time. Who do you think could take this? Honestly, this game's a toss-up. Both teams are kind of like pretty low in their respective divisions at this point. Um, maybe I'll go with Buffalo just because they're at home. Um, that would probably be my only lean. I have been fading the Islanders a lot this year, and it has worked out pretty well for me. So I think I'm just going to do that again here. All right. And Terry, who do you got? I'll quote James on this, but I can't remember word for word. But is there really a winner in this matchup? I mean, like, <laughs> you got the Sabres here, and then you got the Islanders that have been struggling this whole entire year. And it's been the opposite of what you think this team would be doing. Honestly, the Sabres. I'm only taking the Sabres because they're not at the bottom of their division right now. So give me Buffalo right now. Sounds good. I guess this is one of those games that go all the way to shootout, not because both teams have been playing to the highest level, but I guess both teams have been, been playing to the highest level. So it might even out and go all the way down to overtime or a shootout. But I guess we'll have to see. And moving on to the next game, we have Detroit versus New York. Uh, Terry, do you think Detroit can take this game? The Rangers, the New York Rangers, the same team with Panarin, Kreider, and all those other people. I mean, why not? We've been on a long postponement. As James would say, that could halt a team's uh, hot streak or not. Yeah, give me Detroit. Why not? Hey, why not? If the Lions could do it in the NFL, the Wings can do it too. Exactly. I like that positive thinking right there, man. And James, who do you think is going to take this? Um, I know I was talking about fading the Islanders. Another team I've been fading actively is the Red Wings on the road. So I will continue to do that. And I believe Igor Shesterkin is going to be back in net for the Rangers. He's pretty much been a Vezina candidate this season as he's been one of the best goalies in the league. He's been carrying this Rangers team the whole season. And when he's been out, the Rangers have been slumping. So, I mean, as they say, you're either hot or you're due, but the Rangers are definitely due. So I'm going to take them in this matchup. All right. And moving on to the next game, we have Ottawa versus the Washington Capitals. Um, James, who do you think is going to take this? Um, honestly, uh, it's pretty tough to say. Um, I think Ottawa has been playing better as of late. So I think this matchup will be closer than expected. I might lean with Washington just because they're at home. But I guess other than that, like this could be a game that could come down to like a one goal game, maybe overtime shootout, that kind of thing. But I would side with Washington here. All right. And Terry, who do you think takes this? We're overthinking it. Take the Capitals. Next question. <laughs> All right. Next game, we have Florida versus the Carolina Hurricanes. It's going to be a pretty interesting game. Uh, Terry, who do you think takes this? Yeah, that one's kind of interesting. Uh, unfortunately, Panthers before the break, three-game losing streak. Now you're hoping to house this hot – I wouldn't say hot, but like 
top of the standing type of Hurricanes team. Uh, give me Hurricanes and Freddie Stokes. All right. And James, who do you think takes this? Yeah, both of these teams got hit with COVID pretty hard. The only difference between the two is that Carolina just pretty much played the same way they had been playing the whole time. And Florida pretty much just took a nosedive. So obviously, like we said, the, the break might uh, change momentum. But um, honestly, at this point, uh, I think I'm just going to have to go with Carolina. Um, they're at home. Uh, they're the better team in the standings. Uh, next question. All right. And so the next team is the Maple Leafs versus the Blue Jackets. Um, we'll go to you, James, for this. Uh, do you think your Leafs can take this game? I guess assuming everyone's back uh, after the pause, um, besides Marner, of course, yeah, then I think the Leafs can definitely take it um, if their team's very depleted. I wouldn't be surprised if Columbus took it at home, but yeah, I'm going to lean with the Leafs. All right. And Terry, who do you think takes this? Maple Leafs and the story. This team's fully loaded. All right. And uh, on to the next game we have, New Jersey against the St. Louis Blues. Um, Terry, I guess, who do you think takes this? I'm trying not to speed through it. Like, I'm trying to give some analytical, like, analysis from a brown man's point of view. Outside of, like, the Blues being at the top of the division and the Devils being, like, second last to the Islanders, I mean, there ain't that much else I could say. Um... Hopefully that second line for the Blues gets hot coming out of uh, the postponement of Tarasenko, Barbashev, and the left winger, I always forget. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll take Blues. All right, James, I guess. Are you taking the Blues as well? Yeah, yeah, I think you have to with how bad New Jersey's been slumping over like the past month. Like they just, they were around 500 and then they just took a big nosedive. So, yeah, I think at this point, uh, St. Louis, they've been playing well, injuries or no injuries. So, um, yeah, at this point, I think I got to say St. Louis Blues. All right. And moving on to the next game, we have Nashville versus Dallas. Uh, we'll start with you, James. Uh, who do you think takes this? Oh, the, yeah, this is one of these games where it could be a trap game because I know Nashville's been really hot and Dallas has sort of been up and down. But this pause, like we've been talking about, um, it really could halt the team's momentum. So I am going to take Nashville, but I think there's a really good chance Dallas could actually win this being at home. All right, and Terry, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of agree with James on this. Um, Dallas is home here, but on the other hand, Predators are a little bit more above Dallas in the, what do you call it, the Central Division, something like that. So outside of that, I don't really have that much else to say. Give me prejudice here. All right. And moving on to the next game, we have the LA Kings against um, Arizona Coyotes. Um, we'll start with you, Terry. Who do you think takes this? I'm sorry, Arizona versus who? The LA Kings. The LA Kings? If it's yeah. The LA Kings? Give me Kings on this because, I mean, Arizona's been a dumpster fire down in that state. And I can't really trust anything else that comes out of that organization outside of probably Shane Gostasberg, something like that. Uh, Kings do look nice, especially that the fact that a lot of people probably expected them at the bottom of the Pacific Division. So give me Kings here. All right. And James, what do you think? 
you know I've been fading the Coyotes all season and it's been working out pretty well for me. So I think I'm just going to fade them again here and uh, take LA. All right. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have Minnesota versus Winnipeg. James, who do you think takes this? I think this might be a chance for the Jets to get things turned around because I know Minnesota's been slumping as well. Um, Jets uh, coach just uh, stepped down. Um, I think they should get a little bit of a boost from that. I don't, I'm not sure how much, but yeah, I think maybe give me the Jets here. All right, and Terry, who do you think takes this? I feel like there's a chance for the Wild to break that four-game losing streak that they had. Uh, the Jets are kind of in turmoil. They just fired Paul Maurice probably before the break. So this the yeah, this is Minnesota's opportunity to get back on track. All right. And I guess moving on to the next game, we have Seattle versus Vancouver. We'll start with you, Terry. Who do you think takes this game? Seattle versus Vancouver, right? Right? Nathan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Seattle versus Vancouver. Give me Vancouver here. Uh, I don't know what the little line they have down in Vancouver is. Barbecue, Bruce, hot Bruce, I don't know, whatever they call it. Just give me the Vancouver Canucks here. Right, and James, who do you think takes this? Honestly, I really hope the break doesn't do anything to Vancouver because, like I said, Barbecue Bruce has the boys buzzing, and they need to just keep it rolling. I think the Canucks are going for like seven in a row or something like that. Yeah, hopefully the break was just a chance for them to get more familiar with his system. And yeah, hopefully they can keep the momentum going as they've been pretty decent at home this year. All right. And moving on to the next game, we have um really interesting game, Colorado against Vegas. Uh, James, who do you think takes this? Yeah, give me Vegas. They always seem to have Colorado's number, even in the playoffs. And they're at home here, so I think they can get the win. All right. And Terry, who do you think takes this? Second, what James said, give me Colorado. All right. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have Anaheim versus the San Jose Sharks. We'll start with you, Terry. Who do you think takes this game? Anaheim versus San Jose. I mean, San Jose's kind of rebuilding. They're kind of that middle of the pack team. I don't know how to describe it anymore. Ducks, on the other hand, they look, they look sharp. That's all I have to say. Uh, give me Anaheim. All right, and James, who do you think takes this? Honestly, you got to look at the goalies before the matchup. If it somehow ends up being Gibson against Reimer, it's going to be 0-0 going into a shootout the way these goalies have been playing. They've just been so solid. Um, I think the Ducks are the better overall team the way they've been playing, so I'd slightly lean there and they're at home. But, I mean, if Reimer does play for the Sharks, they have a good chance of pulling it out. All right, and moving on to the next game, we have the Battle of Ottawa right here. Edmonton versus Calgary. Um, I guess, James, we'll start with you. Who do you think takes this? I think you meant the Battle of Alberta, but we all know what you meant, so it's all good. Um, yeah. Calgary's at home, Oilers on the road. Calgary hasn't played in an eternity since they got shut down as one of the first teams. Oilers, they just got out of their slump, so I might lean with the Oilers since Calgary seems to be a better team away from home. Terry, who do you think wins this? I feel like the Flames break that four-game losing streak they had. Uh, Kachuk's been a pest for the Oilers for how long he's been in the league. 
And I feel like Markstrom finds a way to stand on his head and still give this Flames team a victory. Nathan, you good? Oh, no, my computer lagged. Oh, shoot. It's all good. Anyways, next teams. All right. And uh, we're moving on to the next game we have. I think we pretty much covered any everything, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that is, that yeah. is it, actually. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're good. All right. So that about wraps up the... Uh, I guess the preview section. So I guess for final thoughts, we'll look at the standings and I guess we'll start with um, the, the East and um, yeah. What do you guys think about the East? James, you know, first. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I'll take the East. So um, I guess just looking at the overall standings, um, like you got Carolina and Washington at the top of the Metro division, our Rangers not too far behind. Um, I think they've been the top three for a good couple months now in this division. Uh, they sort of separated themselves from everyone everyone else except for a team that has been surging, and that's been the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like Terry mentioned, they've won seven in a row. Um, at this point, if the Rangers you know, don't keep their foot on the gas, there's a chance Pittsburgh can get into that top three. Um, and then for the Atlantic, yeah, Tampa, Toronto, and Florida has been the top three all season. Um, Detroit, they've been up and down. Boston, similar fashion from them. So I guess, like, for the most part, you got, like, a top seven elite teams in the East. And then that last wild card spot is pretty much up in the air. So um, that's pretty much my outlook right now on the East. All right. Thanks, Terry. What are your thoughts on the West? I mean, for the West, it's been a box of whatever you get. Uh, the Ducks, surprisingly, have been playing good. Same goes with a team like, I want to say, I'm not sure if the Blues were kind of bad last year, but they seem like that one team that always hangs around, especially in the past couple of years when they won the uh, Stanley Cup. Outside of the, I would say, wild predators, Blues and Avalanche, just I can't see the Jets or the Stars getting past those four teams in the Central Division. Outside of that, if you're looking at a Pacific Division, um, same goes with Vegas, the Ducks, the Flames, and the Oilers. I, for some reason, I can't see the Kings just making that next step as of yet. So I just got to keep them out of the playoffs this time around and just keep the battle of Alberta, Vegas, and Anaheim in for the top four, eight teams. And you already heard my four teams for the Central Division. I don't know if James got any other comments on what I just said. It might be bad. It might be good. But Hey, what you guys yeah, say? Hon honestly, at this point, the only other team that could maybe threaten, like obviously Dallas if they go on a run, but like the Jets, maybe the coaching change helps them. But other than that, yeah, I think pretty much those top eight are what you're probably going to see. I guess my thoughts on Dallas is like on paper, they could maybe make the playoffs, but it's really hard to say because they haven't really been playing up to their potential and they've had pretty rough past couple of seasons so i'm not really too sure if those seasons are still kind of affecting them mentally and they're still trying to make adjustments or not so just don't know what you guys think about that honestly yeah i probably agree with you on that they're always they've always been up and down i think i heard an interview with their coach and he says they know what they need to do it's just a matter of them executing it and that's pretty much been the story of dallas the past couple of years 
yeah, kind of unfortunate there. And I guess that pretty much wraps up um, everything NHL for this week. So if you guys liked what you watched, you can definitely subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, leave us a like, uh, leave us a comment. Um, let us know about your thoughts on the NHL um, so far. And if you liked what you listened to, you can follow us on, on Spotify. And you can also follow us on Apple Music and Google Podcasts. And if you need some sports picks, you can follow us at FanFanPodcast on both Google and Instagram. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.